Welcome to Coach Street, the premium podcast that brings you insider coaching conversations from the fast lane. When coaches need to shift gears, they come to the Coach Street podcast. Grab a coffee and buckle your seatbelts as hosts Andrea Lee from The Wealthy Thought Leader and Robin Logan from Coach Campus learn what drives the world's most successful coaches. Hi everyone, it's Robin Logan here. Welcome to Coach Street and I have with me my co-host Andrea Lee. Hey everybody. Hi. And this is episode number, you know what, I didn't even look beforehand but I reckon it's 13. Lucky number 13. Yeah, because I think last time we were talking about we have to do something really special for the Baker's Dozen, which is good because our topic today is very special. Today's podcast is on blended coaching or integrated coaching or whatever you want to call it. And maybe actually as a, a nice outcome for this podcast, we could try and find a great word to describe this this new trend that we're seeing in coaching. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So let's start with like what it is. So for me, what blended coaching is, is um, where you take coaching and you add it to some other specialty or expertise. And just as a bit of background, you know, in the olden days, like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when students would come to International Coach Academy for training, they were coming to leave their day job and to become a coach. And in those days, you could pretty much become a life coach or an executive coach. So fast forward to today, we probably get more inquiries now from people who are not leaving their day job, but instead they have really seen the power of coaching and they've seen the effect that it can have and they want to add it to their existing profession. That, that's how I see blended coaching. What about you, Andrea? Yeah, it's a fascinating mashup. I like to call these things peanut butter cups, you know, <laughs> like your chocolate got in my peanut butter and my peanut butter got on your chocolate. And um, we're seeing it more and more, I think, Robin, because – Frankly, I think Hollywood got in on the game. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood is blending coaching with all manner of reality television shows. Ah, um, and yeah. It's really made it very commonplace now to, you know, have a music show or a singing show or talent show, and then there's coaching blended mm-hmm. in or integrated mm-hmm. in, um, or a cooking show. Mm. Um, or like a fitness or real estate renovations show or you know god forbid a nutrition and you know investigating your digestive system and all that coaching <laughs> that happens you know <laughs> but even um even they call them coaches too don't they on the voice we were watching the voice last they night do. are they called coaches yeah. they are they are yeah. coaches and mentors yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, very but i think cool. that's really set the pace for this becoming ever more popular as a model Mm -hmm. Um, for people looking for ways to add coaching skills to their existing expertise and create something very special. Mm -hmm. And why do you think, why do you think apart from Hollywood that it makes a difference to a business to add coaching? I think to the business, I think that rather than compete with a pure coaching business, there's just, more in terms of results, more specificity often mm. in terms of mm. results. 
um, that can be promised. So it makes it very attractive for clients. And I think it also makes the business owner stand out. So, I mean, if you're a baker and you run a bakery, that's wonderful. Well, there are a gazillion other bakeries, but what if you're a bakery coach or a baking eating coach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all of a sudden you're distinctive, aren't you? Oh, I can see a whole new, um, we're going to have to put on a new niche in our training program for bakers. <laughs> Hadn't occurred to me before. Um, yeah, I, but I think you're right. I think it's definitely sets them apart. But it's also a way, I think, for small business owners to increase revenue because, mm-hmm. well, firstly, they can do group coaching, which is a great yeah. way to leverage and get more income. But also, you know, if you're a consultant and you're offering a particular service, to then offer ongoing work. Because in, in a way, the coaching is, if you look at coaching as a, a, a structure or an accountability for something else, then the specialist is dealing with the something else, no matter what that is. They're offering some sort of service. But instead of just offering that service and walking away and leaving, leaving it up to the universe and the client as to whether they're, they're going to get results, the specialist can build in, structure in some ongoing sessions that support their clients to get results. And so we all know if our clients are being more successful, that that in turn comes back and makes your business more successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a really great example. I think you probably have some too. There's a a fellow in uh, the Wealthy Thought Leader circles by the name of Sean Shepard. And um, he is a Uh, He lives with type 2 diabetes, and he's a very well-known keynote speaker uh, on the topic of how to live life well with diabetes. It's Mm. um, it's a really cool talk. It's called uh, Life is Sweet, Um, living living a a sweet life with diabetes. And he was very frustrated after years of doing keynote speaking and teaching people, you know, about how to live life well with diabetes. And people would constantly nag at him for the fact that there was, you know, nothing else that they could get in terms of support from him um, after the keynote or the speech was done was by. And, you know, he put it, he has a funny sense of humor. He's Canadian. So mm-hmm. you'd say, yeah, you know, I feel like it's a one night stand, just keynote speak and, and yeah. done, nothing else, <laughs> no relationship. So mm-hmm. he's decided to offer coaching um, support in an ongoing way in a leverage format um, and that's blending that coaching support in with his speaking and diabetes expertise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, let's look at some examples of people who we know are doing it. I think that's a good one. And it's 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 interesting, isn't it? I think any specialization or anything you're doing can benefit from coaching. I mean, we're a bit biased. <laughs> I look at people walking Only down the street and think they can benefit from coaching. But <laughs> a good example is the coaching groups we run. Uh, We have like, I think, 10 or so, 12. There's more and more now coaching groups we're running. In fact, we just added a new one, ADHD coaching group Mm. uh, with Saul Tucker, who's an ADHD coach. Pretty much any of those group leaders we have, like Rob Stringer in our youth and family group, they run training or some sort of support for that client group. And then the coaching is is added on and it's an extra service that they that they mm-hmm. offer to give their clients more mm-hmm. uh, more value and you know to to actually empower them to achieve what they came to them for in the first place. That's fantastic. Yeah, they're really good. Like grief, you know, the grief coaching group is also another one. Like Ligia Huben, mm-hmm. she runs training as well. 
Mm. And and then there's there's also people like who's the other guy I was thinking of? Oh, yoga coach, yogacoach.com, Mark Bredner. Now he's running a yoga coach training school where he's sort of doing the opposite end of the coming at it from the opposite end to us. So we train people to be coaches and then we help them blend in whatever their specialization is. He started with the specialization, which is yoga, yoga practitioners, and he's helping them add coaching skills. And that's another thing Mm. we're seeing a lot of, I think, which is, you know, that the specialization exists already in a training sense and then adding the coaching in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool example. Mm. Yeah, you I mean, good. I think in a in in a way that sort of executive coaching is a little bit similar. I think probably it's an example of a blending that's become so popular and so in demand that it's become a real big category of its own. So, you know, I could see yoga coaching or health coaching or you know a lot of these other blends becoming. Um, stronger and stronger over time as more Mm. people join Mm -hmm. yeah and then within those more and more specializations yeah so lots of opportunity yeah totally Mm -hmm. actually and I've got a couple of other examples let me just find one here a couple of our graduates of course because I love to show off our graduates Mm. Um, (laughs) um, and particularly because they've come out of our program where we spend time working with them on their model specifically to create their own model based on whatever it is they want to blend it with so for example Marsha Sanders yeah she's another great great graduate we've got and she's blended she she was already providing marketing and communication strategies for small businesses I mean that's just a perfect example how many consultants are out there already working with businesses on marketing and business development and possibly within a consulting framework and which is not to say that they're probably not using the coach approach in what they're doing but when I say blending coaching I'm talking about actually now okay, this is the consulting part, but actually now would you like to join this coaching program, this ongoing coaching program? And so she's doing that. Really neat. Yeah, because there's two mm. things in there. There's, there's the one thing which is like, you know, taking a coach approach. So you can blend coaching in that way. So no matter what you do, so you say you're a consultant, you can be a consultant with a coach approach. So that's one way. But actually what we're talking about here is, adding it as its own thing or I guess blending it into your business model is what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I think where I come from, which I love, you know, when we ask the question about monetizing, you know, we like to talk about Coach Street, you know, what's happening really in the street is really what what what's being demonstrated is that coaching skills add value no matter where they go. Yeah. So if you're looking in to your coaching business, or let's say you happen to be here with another expertise, this adding of coaching skills should only make it easier for you to charge excellent prices, Mm -hmm. attract the right kind of client, a rewarding kind of client who really wants to make the work stick. Mm -hmm. Um, It just deepens the quality of the engagement with the clients. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at it some people who might be listening to this podcast so possibly Mm -hmm. there's new coaches listening or people that are coming to coaching interested in it and not coaches yet Mm -hmm. at what point 
do you think about, do you start thinking about creating some sort of blended coaching offer? You know, do you think this is something that you should come at at the beginning or is this something that develops over time? Because I know your business, Wealthy Thought Leader, I know this is what you actually work with people, coaches and non-coaches, on Mm -hmm. how to do this, right? Mm -hmm. I think it might be surprising, Robin, but I think it depends a lot more on your personality than anything else. Mm. I think that it can work either way. You can come to, you know, you're new to coaching and you have a body, you have some expertise in some other arena and you're learning coaching skills Mm -hmm. and you're having a great time at ICA and in your classes and that's fantastic. You may be the kind of personality that really likes to focus. I'm thinking of in particular the S's and the J's and the Mm -hmm. (laughs) Myers-Briggs really wants to focus, get the coaching skills down. And then once you're done and you feel confident, you've got your certificate or you've been certified or or not or whatever, then think about how that can apply to your existing prior Mm. body of expertise. That is totally fine. I think it, it allows you to really go deep into the skills as a discrete set of things you do, which mm. may make it easier later for you to apply it to other areas as well. Let's say you're a parent as well, or say you're a leader in your spiritual community, you could apply coaching skills there as well. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're like me in, you know, more of a sort of feeling, perceiving, very free-flowing, creative type person, I've seen it be very successful when you start from the beginning and just like you're training for coaching skills, but you have your current existing expertise and you just like mash it up from the very beginning. Mm. Um, Take one class, Robin, whatever first class they might take with ICA Mm -hmm. and immediately apply it to your current Mm. set of expertise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. It really depends, doesn't it? People have different, can I use the word journeys with without it being yeah. <laughs> but people have yeah. different journeys don't they so that it depends where you're where you're at when you're coming to coaching mm-hmm. so I was wondering you know we wonder if we could actually take an example and just like look at some steps of what someone might do to sure. create a uh, to blend coaching with what they're doing so maybe someone who's not a coach so mm. I don't know let's pick a random example an accountant mm. is that too dry Sure, yeah, an accountant or maybe like a, a computer person or um, yeah, someone in health. Someone in health. So someone running a small, like a one-person business, consultancy-type mm-hmm. business. We'll just we'll mm-hmm. say like go with the accountant. Okay. We'll start with that one because, um, you know, that really applies. That, that business model, lots of people have that business model, like the computer technician guy or the support Professional person. services. Professional yes. services. Let's go with professional yes. services. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> okay, so a professional services person running their little practice, they've got, you know, maybe 10 clients or something like that. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them to start with as how to actually create a blended coaching offering? Well, I think that I think we could agree that with that size of clientele, it's very likely that so long as they're not brand new in that business, they're going to be on the receiving end of a bunch of questions that are outside the realm of the sort of say accounting expertise. Mm-hmm. So, 
This is actually very interesting because it's if we do use accounting, it's actually an example from Thomas Leonard's life story. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Those of you who don't know, Thomas Leonard is often called the sort of a like a grandfather or father、mm-hmm. of the profession、mm-hmm. of coaching, and he used to be a CPA. He's passed on now, but he was in the accounting field, and he would get questions that was out that were really outside the traditional expertise of an accountant.、Mm-hmm. You know, you've helped us budget, you've helped us create our bank accounts and our savings, and set us up for a bit of retirement. We have this extra money in our car fund. What kind of car do you think we should get? <laughs> okay, not an accounting question. No. So you know, it happens, right? Like your clients start to trust you, and they start asking you other questions. Well, all of a sudden, we're now in the realm of coaching. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Um, and so, as the story goes, Thomas would ask questions. You know, like a good coach, listening skills, right? Yes. And say, well. What are your needs? Like, what is it that you want your car to do for you? What do, you know? What desires do you have for your、yes. car? And in listening, help them make the decision for what kind of car to get. Bingo, so, coaching. Yeah, you know what? Accounting. I didn't even think about this when I picked this example, but I think is one of the professions that lends itself to life coaching more than anything else. Because when you go to your accountant or your financial、mm-hmm. planner, maybe even more, you know, this is a really intimate conversation. You're talking、yeah. about when you talk about money. You're talking about your life's dreams. You know, what type of what's your risk assessment? Do you want to just like have a good life and not worry about the future? Are you scared? What happens fearful? when I die? Yeah, yeah. What happens when you die? What about your children? Or should you do、yeah. private education or public school? I mean, just that question、yeah. alone. You know, and then how many sacrifices are you prepared to make?、Mm-hmm. I, I'm just surprised. Not every single. Financial planner on the planet isn't a life coach. They should all come immediately and enroll、it's、in a, our school. It's a yeah, it's a great target group, you know. Yeah,、um, and you and know, you I've noticed you can charge more. I've noticed actually, my accountant has you know rang me just a few weeks back and said, you know, like we meet and we meet once a year and that's great, but I'm not really getting a sense of what's going on in between times. Only if you need me, you know, like because I ring when I'm like. You know, got a burning question or something, and he's like, maybe we could schedule, you know, monthly meetings. And he didn't have a word for it or anything, <laughs> but I'm thinking, well, bingo, there's a little, there's a way of doing it. If you just had a monthly meeting with all of your clients and you called it coaching, financial coaching, or whatever industry you were in, and somehow structured your fee to be an annual fee that、yeah. they could pay monthly. Yeah. That's a way you could you could blend coaching in, and this is applicable. What you've just broken、and、down, particularly particularly after you've had, say, a financial planner, you've sat down and you've done the plan. You know they do those plans. You put all your assets in a spreadsheet, and the plan、yeah. is done. And then what happens? It just gets put in the filing cabinet or something.、Mm-hmm. So you know, another way to blend coaching was to, would be to say, okay, so now now that you've、um, You know, completed the service. We've got your plan. Now, what we do is we set up some targets for you. Would you like to do that?、Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if every professional you went to set up some targets. I'm talking even about the massage person. I mean, I go and have a no, massage every now and again. Imagine if she said, "Look, Robin. You know, it's great that you come to me for a massage when you're feeling tense in your shoulders, but how about we do something proactive? You know, what sort of what's what would what would it look like for you?" 
to be fit and healthy and relaxed. And mm -hmm. how many massages a year do you think that would take? Well, why don't we set some of those up now? See, why don't people do it's, that? It, it's really, the blending is really where the magic happens. I, I'm thinking about, it's spring here now in British Columbia. We just had our garden landscape last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what, what I would give to have some gardening coaching. Yes. Something's happening new in this new garden every single month. And I have no yes. idea what to do about it. Yes. You know, once a month, come coach me through my own garden yeah. so I can understand what's happening and be proactive. And like, I mean, after an investment of landscaping, why wouldn't I? Exactly. And the thing is, that's another great example. That's one that nobody would think of because what you normally do is you employ a gardener. But that's a bit sad, isn't it? So you're employing a gardener mm -hmm. to come in and do your gardening when really you want to do it. You know, that it's, it's the work with you, not for you mm -hmm. type exactly. concept. You could exactly. even have your gardener come in and spend time with you and then tell you what you need to do and what you need to buy, what sort of fertilizer you need. And, and you know what? The other element of coaching is being there to support. So if you had a question during the week, mm -hmm. imagine if you could email your gardener yep. with that question and, and you got an answer. Or imagine if the gardener, this is really going out on a limb here, but if the gardener has a forum for all his community, for all his oh. clients, he has a forum, a coaching forum, and you can go and see, and all his clients post pictures of their gardens, and when they've got a problem, they put their picture up of their garden problem, and he answers it in the forum, then everybody gets to see it. Group coaching. I honestly, I, I, there is so much potential, and that's why we, you know, we really are so fond of coaching as a kind of technology, if you will, in air quotes, mm -hmm. that can really make almost everything better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Very cool. Mm, I love it. All right. Great topic. So let's, um, and look, if people have got questions, they know where to find us on the blog, can always find us, or our email addresses are at the end of the podcast and that nifty little music outro that we've got going on. Mm, yeah. I was Actually, the other day, I was listening to that, that guy's voice at the beginning. It's a pretty serious dude, isn't he? <laughs> Welcome to the Coach Street Podcast. It's like... <laughs> Oh, it's very funny. So, news and updates. Let's yeah. talk about what there, we've been up to. There's some cool stuff happening in your world as well. Well, um, there is, but can I just say in your world, we you are all over the world. I I have been I have been exercising my flying muscles. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a whirlwind and really joyful. Speaking of blended coaching, um, I've been very active lately, having taken on a new role in a not-for-profit mm -hmm. um, as Director of Strategic Planning for a family foundation. And that foundation's focus is um, gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. So we've been in India, we've been in Trinidad, we've, been, we've done our first Train the Trainer program. Um, and the India trip was really successful really an interesting situation. I think many people have heard about the incident where there was um, a rape that occurred on a bus mm. and all that. And so we're working right there in that environment to bring education. So teaching about gender-based violence and how to prevent it, not just from the perspective of people who are experiencing abuse, but also mm. to help those who are you know, demonstrating this abusive behavior and practicing compassion 
um, mm -hmm. for all parties. But, you know, a lot of what we're doing is being enhanced by coaching, just like you're describing, Robin. So mm. we're teaching how to say yes and how to say no clearly. We're teaching yeah. about boundaries. We are teaching about shame and guilt. But then we're coaching. We're following up with coaching to make sure it sticks and um, that the teaching is integrated well into the culture a very yeah. different culture in India. So yeah, it's a, it's kind of a fantastic example of um, blended coaching happening on a different topic of expertise. Yeah, it's amazing. Is it slightly overwhelming? I mean, that's just not a small challenge you've taken on there. You know, it's interesting. It's not overwhelming, I think, in the way that you and many others mean when they ask that question. I... I kind of take the attitude of like just waiting the square in front of me. You know, I don't think mm. about the whole picture and just like just this one person that I'm speaking to or this group of five five women that I'm working with. Personally, it's overwhelming. There's so much I want to do. And mm. I, I just, you know, I need to continue to show that same compassion to myself and mm. know that, you know, I need to rest more because it is emotionally draining and yeah. Oh, have a lot more fun and you know thankfully the partnership my role in the foundation is a super fun um, group of people so you yeah. can't be serious all the time no the more serious the work I think the more you need to have fun with it you know yeah yeah oh very cool and um so you I know you've been traveling a lot which we can talk about some of your other places in some future episodes but do you have any like flying tips What's your, do you have a particular airline you like to fly with? I'm always interested in people's experience of flying and travel. Mm. You know, airlines wise, not so much. I mean, in Canada, we have an airline called WestJet. Mm -hmm. It is a great airline. It's, it's a little bit like the Southwest. You can totally rely on being cracked up over the speakers. It's something they say. You know, smoking is not permitted. Anybody caught smoking will be asked to leave immediately. You know, yeah, like yeah. silly things. Um, really great airline and does fly a little bit in the United States, but not globally. Flying tips wise, you know, really, I my best tip is just sleep as much as you can. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, if you can, and I know some people like my husband really can't sleep on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping as much as I can really is is. Yeah, I agree. Kind of a lame I agree. Tip, I, I'm one of those lucky people who can sleep anywhere. I can sleep standing mm. up against a wall. So, yeah. No, the reason I ask is because we're going. We're planning a family trip to Europe in June and July, taking the kids back because we lived in Portugal when they were two and four. And now they're 11 mm. and 9. We just want to take them back. And, you know, also they're studying Italian at school. So we're just doing a little four-week trip, which is going to be fantastic. But one of the things mm. I'm trying to do, and we're just, we'll see how we go. We've, we've have to do it. We're going to do a first pack on the weekend. But I'm trying to pack just carry on for every person. So no luggage. Wow. For because, four weeks? For four weeks. Because I actually think that... That's the biggest tip because what drives me nuts about traveling, particularly with kids, is the luggage. And it's not the luggage at the airport so much because that's pretty much handled. Like the case goes on, the conveyor belt gets on the plane, you get a trolley, you put in the taxi. So it's not really a big deal. But if you want to hop around and go to lots of places, hire a car, get on a train, you know, we're going to take a couple of those bucket airlines in Europe. You know, they have Ryanair and EasyJet and lots of these, you know, 30-pound get from Berlin to London airlines 
and they're notoriously badly organized and you know you really have to be able to jump up quickly that's when the you know hoiking the case and the tired you know like the the nine-year-old who's asleep at midnight and you've got to quickly get on and it's just painful so that's the plan (laughs) wow i'm so impressed four weeks in one bag i mean pack some laundry soap i guess well, you know, I've got this friend, Chloe, who works, she actually works at ICA. She is hilarious. I'm going to see if I can find the photo to attach to this podcast. But she she went overseas with her kids. She's French. She went overseas and she packed, so she had one big suitcase, but then each of them had a shopping bag each. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you have them over there, but here like there's these sort of like cloth, you know, sort of just shopping bags that you can fit. I don't know, you could probably fit four cartons of milk, some bread and a bag of apples, something like that. And they've mm-hmm. got two little handles. So her kids had to put all their stuff in one shopping bag. And then she just put, lifted those shopping bags up and put them inside a big case. And that's another really great way to do it. So wow. she did it and she, I'm going to try and do it too. That's I'll let amazing. you know how that goes. Oh. Well, have yeah. a fantastic time. That's truly a trip of a lifetime. That's, yeah, yeah. You're making some amazing memories. I know. I love I'm that. Looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah, it'll be cool. There's other stuff too, but maybe we'll talk about it next next podcast. On next episode of Cook yeah. Street. Which remains to be discovered. Yes. Yeah. We're so having fun. It's always so great to be with everyone. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it and give us a comment. Otherwise, we'll yes. feel, you know... I don't know loved. what will we feel. We'll feel loved. Love, we want we want some love, don't we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great week. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye. If you want to become an accredited coach, drop Robin a line at robin at coachcampus.com or visit www.coachcampus.com. If you want to build your own successful coaching business, drop Andrea a line at andrea at wealthythoughtleader.com or visit www.wealthythoughtleader.com. Did you find this podcast helpful? Swing by iTunes to let us know your thoughts. 